members of PHFFL, Commissioner Conlon here, coming at you on another playoff weekend in the Power Ass Fans Football League. Race the Three podcast, bellied up here at Tuck's Pub. I tell you what, I just took a shot, an uppercut under the belt to the growing. This is my second time giving this intro, only the first time it being recorded. Go ahead, I record a smashing and awesome take about literally everything. And long and behold, what did I have on? I had my mute button on, on the laptop. Literally none of it got recorded. Um, so what does that mean? Unfortunately, my cold one's already cracked. So we're not even going to get the awesome cracking sound that we typically get. I mean, hashtag podcast and stuff. I mean, we are what, week episode 16 on this thing? And I can't even I can't even record correctly. I mean, that is a messed up thing. Ah, whatever. I'm going to take a drink. I need to wet the whistle after that. That's frustrating. All right, no big deal. Going to brush it off. Going to brush it off. Not a problem. So, like I said, it is a monstrous playoff week in the Power Ass Fantasy Football League. Every single team that's out there still in week 15 with only two weeks to go. Everyone still has something on the line, something they're playing for, whether that's trying to prevent getting that dreaded paper bag put on your head this spring slash summer, whether it's eyeing that toy bowl, trying to win the toy bowl, being the winner, loses bracket, and bringing home that first overall pick in the upcoming Powerhouse Fantasy Football League rookie draft, or ultimately the king prize, the kingdom of all, trying to get into the 2020 PHFFL championship game. Or maybe, maybe uh, we got a couple owners that are just duking it out this week for an extra 10 bucks. Hey, there's still some value there in that. Everyone's got something on the line. It's got me pumped up. It's got me jazzed up. Um, just different environment, different atmosphere, different feel to it. So I'm looking forward to it. Big, big show tonight. Big, big week in the Powerhouse Hands Fall League and the race to three. Before we get into anything, Big news in the Race 3 podcast. So I've highlighted on the show, Race 3 podcast, we dominate the airwaves for all podcasts, PHFFL, in North America, in the United States specifically. No surprise there. From the East Coast to the West Coast, from New Jersey to Washington to Oregon, down to Texas, the PHFFL, the Race 3 podcast, we dominate the airwaves. And then, you know, thanks to Young Wei Koo and his impact as the greatest kicker in the PHFFL, we we're able to grind and work and break our way in to uh, just this, the, the ginormous APAC market. So we were able to land Singapore, grew to the Philippines. That was awesome. That was crazy. Big news. We, we've captured another geo. We've captured another region. That being the EMEA market, specifically Europe, we have our first Norway listener. So, you know, I had the 100% fact-based hypothesis of how we capture the APAC market with Young Wei Koo. I also have a hypothesis and a philosophy on how we are now starting to capture the European market, specifically Norway. So this is what I think happened. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings, they showed down last Sunday. Where do the Vikings hail from? 
Norway. So this is what happened. The Norwegian audience, the Norway listeners, they tuned in. Big Vikings fans, obviously. They tuned in knowing that Commissioner Conlon, knowing that the Race to Three podcast host is a big Buccaneers fan. They wanted inside scoop. They wanted to see if I was going to be out here talking in trash, giving any, g- g- giving any hot takes what was going to happen this upcoming week. Well, I really didn't. That, that, we, that never came to um, what I will say, though. You better believe that hell, the uh, Vikings fans here in, in this very league, looking at you, Jake, looking at you, Vitz, um, better believe I let them know when the Buccaneers put that ass whooping on the Minnesota Vikings. And so this is what I got to say to the Norway listens, listeners, our audience. A Viking, you put him up against historically a Buccaneer. 10 out of 10 times, the Buccaneer is going to whoop that Viking ass. No doubt in my mind. Welcome in to the Race 3 podcast. I'm going to whip my whistle. Ah, enough with that. End rant on that. Let's pivot over. Since I've already done this once, I already got everything set up for Transaction Corner, so I can just dive right into it. Probably going to give some cliff notes on it now. Really opening it up. One thing. It's been a while since we've recorded and actually had Transaction Corner happen on Transaction Thursday. It is Thursday night here. It is Transaction Corner. It is Transaction Thursday. Uh, the first pick here was by Dan, who's out there grinding, trying to get to that toilet bowl, trying to get the first overall pick. He went ahead and picked himself up some Jeff Wilson Jr. halfback for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, for me personally, so I don't know the exact exact scenario that's going on there in San Francisco. I know Raheem Mostert suffered an injury, a little banged up. I don't know. I've not been staying on top of it. I do not know what his latest and greatest status is, if he's projected play, if he's not projected play. This is what I'll say. If Raheem Mostert is not projected to play, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan kind of, kind of following after his old man, uh, Mike Shanahan, just plug-and-play halfbacks, they go off. They thrive in that offense. To me, Jeff Wilson, he's done it a couple times this year, so 21 points back in week three, 32 points back in week seven. He's a guy to me, as of late, his last three weeks, his stat line, uh, I was kind of surprised when I saw the stat line doesn't really bear it out. When I've seen him get carries lately, uh, he really passes the eye test for me. It really seems like he pops, really seems like he cruises. For me, obviously, if Raheem Mostert's a no-go, and Jeff Wilson's picked up here, going against the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, I think that could be a hell of a pickup there for you, Dan, as you try to work your way into the toilet bowl, continue right along here. Dirty Van Super Punters, they're, they, you know, they made it in as the sixth seed. They came out victorious. We'll get into all of that, obviously. They're fighting in the semifinals this week. He goes out and he picks himself up some Lynn Bowden, Bowden Jr. Halfback for the Miami Dolphins. I admittedly don't know a whole lot about Lynn Bowden Jr. I'd say um, my knowledge on him is very limited, to say the least. Uh, but this is what I do know looking at this. So, I see that as eligibility, this running back, wide receiver. My assumption is then it's got a little bit of scat back. Definitely a threat to catch passes out of the backfield. As I scroll down, let's see if that bears out, if that bears true. Uh, and, yeah, it looks like it does. So in that hard-fought game against the Chiefs this last week, he was good for seven catches for 82 yards. That'll round you to 15 points there. Uh, week 13 as well, it looked like he got a little bit 
but involved there in that game against Cincinnati, four catches, 41 yards, essentially all of his productions coming through the air. Um, again, we'll, we'll get into all of this. Unfortunately, it does not look like I don't have the 100% news on it, but it does not look like Christian McCaffrey is going again this week, which is unfortunate for the Dirty Van Superfunners. Maybe this is guy you look at. Um, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I know Rojo has his own things going on. Maybe this is guy, people that catch the ball, have safe floors. I mean, in PPR league, you like seeing that. Could be someone you end up having to ultimately plug in and play. Uh, continue to go through here. Then we have Mouth Daddy. He's chasing a title himself still. L- Russ Cook, they went ahead. Cut Taysom Hill. Thank God. You guys know how I feel about Taysom Hill. Not a big fan. Not not, not, not a fan at all. Uh, he picked up himself, Baker Mayfield. This will say on that. Baker Mayfield was the guy that I actually started eyeing last week. And I've got to kick myself not now for not picking him up. Uh, Malk Daddy goes ahead, picks him up this week. I had a claim in for him. Obviously, I did not get him. Um, so Malk Daddy picks him up. I do not anticipate this to be a guy he rolls out and uses this season. He could, he could surprise. Maybe he does. But with Lutton Russ Cook, I'm assuming that's the angle he'll go. We'll see when we get in the matchup there. And if you look at Baker's Mayfield last three weeks, we got 25 points, 40 points, 37 points. Been doing good. Uh, there was a glut there in the middle of the season where we only had 8.5 points, 9 points, 6.7, 9 points. Uh, I mean, that sounds downright awful, right? Crazy thing about that, pretty much all those games were played in less than ideal weather conditions, whether it was crazy, crazy high wind, whether it was rain, whether it was a sleet slash snow mixture or a mixture of all three of those things. Um, for whatever reason, the Browns, every game they played their first stretch was just shitty, shitty weather. When he's had nice weather, he's been doing great. Uh, Brown's offense is, I mean, shit, we all saw it on Monday night there with the Ravens and Brown's game. Brown's offense can throw up some points. Um, you got you got Jarvis Landry there. Obviously, OBJ's not healthy, but when OBJ-wise there, uh, OBJ's there, obviously that's good. You got Kareem Hunt out of the back. You got Nick Chubb that can grind it. Really just an offense that can move the ball. Might be a good long-term pickup there for the quarterback spot. Uh, next one, we got some kickers. We're not going to talk kickers. We got Russ Cook picking up what I'm going to assume is a streaming defense for this week. We'll see. He picks himself up the Bills defense. Uh, show me where you ship from. He goes out and show me where you ship from. He's grinding. He's going for a toilet bowl, playing for that first overall pick. I cannot think of a better, more prime toilet bowl quarterback than Kirk Cousins himself. I shouldn't say that. I'm being a little hard on him. Position ranked 12 on the year. Good for 24.3 points on average. I mean, I think most would take that. Literally really has been solid. Really not so much last week. Got his ass kicked by the Bucks. That's going to happen to many three weeks before that. 32, 35, 30 points. Can't hate that. Really has been a solid quarterback for the majority of the year. Same spiel with Baker Mayfield, even probably stronger here. I mean, you got Adam Thielen. You got the ascending rook in Justin Jefferson. You got Dalvin Cook to feed the ball out of the backfield and move the ball down the field. Good offense to have some pieces in. Plus, you're a Vikings fan, so good for you. Uh, Continue on. 
looks like Malik Daddy, he might be trying to hop on that wagon too of hopefully trying to pick out the next guy that'll get carries in the San Francisco 49ers backfield, picking up Tevin Coleman. As well, I'll say again, I don't know the issue with Raheem Mostert, what the status is. I'll say between Tevin and Jeff Wilson, if I had to pick one, I would pick Jeff in this situation. Tevin's been nothing but irrelevant this year. We'll see how that all plays out. Wouldn't be the first time I was wrong, at least worth a pickup and seeing if maybe he does capture a larger share of that backfield. Uh, and then lastly, we got show me where you ship from again. Jake Meyer squad going out. Looks like he's picking himself up what I assume a streaming defense here with the Cardinals. So with that, I mean, that's transaction corner. And damn, I tell you what, I am. Uh, we haven't had transaction corner on transaction Thursday for quite some time now. I'm not fully conditioned for this. I mean, that was that was a long time, especially since I've already recorded this twice. So with that, I'm gonna wet the whistle here. <sighs> Luckily, this next portion we can keep short. Mail again. I ain't got any mail. I got two philosophies or two theories on why that is. One. Someone as a sick, sick joker prank. They have my mail on hold with UPS. That seems likely. Or number two, one of my neighbors, they've been stealing my mail and stealing all your guys' precious questions. I haven't been able to answer them. If any of those are true, if you guys have been writing in, if you guys have been sending in video messages and I just haven't been getting them, I mean, just let me know and I'll dig into it and we'll make sure we get your guys' questions answered because I know you guys got Valuable, valuable questions and want your voices heard. I mean, shit, you got Norway listening to you now. You got to have something to say to him, I'd imagine. With that, that is our mailbag. We will go ahead and jump right in to the meat of the night. And the meat of the night, as always, is brought to you by TNT Barbecue. When I think about what we have this week, everyone with something at stake. Big, big, big things at stake. This is going to be a full hog roast. That's what we have on the platter. No doubt in my mind. Apple is in that hog snout. No doubt about it. This ain't no RGQ barbecue. This ain't no All Meat Matters barbecue. This is TNT barbecue. Our meat is dynamite. What is the Midnight Show? As always, as you guys are accustomed to, we'll go ahead. We'll rewind it back. Look at week one, wildcard weekend of the PHFFL playoffs. Then look ahead into the pivotal, pivotal week two of the playoffs. Week 15's here. Let's get into it. Let's jump into the rewind. And you think Guy recording all that for a second time wouldn't have forgotten something I did need to cover in the mailbag. Not, again, necessarily in the mailbag question, but hey, I've gotten a lot of inquiries about, hey, a huge, huge, pivotal paper bag showdown. Toilet Bowl game, PHFFL championship is a week ahead. The Race 3 podcast, they got to be doing something big, right? We got to be pulling out all the stops for a week like that. Um, long story short, you look ahead to next week. Things might get a little bit dicier than, than I would like to have happen. So we have a Christmas Eve on Thursday when I typically record. Christmas Day on Friday, maybe the second most popular day I record. So we have some holidays season going on there. Not to mention, I will be on the road at the in-laws in Waukegan, Illinois. Um, so what does that mean? I do still want to try to make this happen. I still want to try to pull up the stops. Going to throw out a forewarning. What I'd like to see happen is the two owners that represent 
the paper bag, the two owners that are going after that first overall pick and the toilet bowl. And then the two that have everything, high, high stakes on the line there, going for the hardware and the PHFFL. I'd love to try to carve out 10 minutes with the owners together, get your guys' takes. Let the people in Norway, let the people in the Philippines, let the people in Singapore know what all these owners are thinking about. Whether that means I have to sync up with you guys on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, 10 minutes, whether it's 7 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock at night, whatever it has to be. I'd love to try to get you guys on there. Get your thoughts on a pivotal week. With that and rant on that, that is what you have to look forward to. We'll try to make it happen. I'll try to make sure I keep the mute button off. Got to get into the scoreboard here. Rewind it back to week one, playoff round one, NFL week 14, PHFL week 14, and what a week it was. Um, and This is what we have going down here. So we'll start at the bottom here. We're down into the toilet bowl bracket we had a matchup here again all of these matchups were a exact mirror image of the week before and if i'm not mistaken i don't think i am the exact results the same outcome as the week before so these guys really have bragging rights over the other guy right now because that's two weeks in a row that they've won they're two and oh against their competitors in the last two weeks this first one here this is the bottom of the bottom trying to scrape their way out of the paper bag area. Show me where you shit from. Going against wham, bam, fuck you, cam. So two Vikings fans here. Um, how fitting. We had Jake, Alex grinding out, going against each other. End of the day, Alex's team played like it's sitting down there in that paper bag danger zone. And show me where you shit from. They had themselves a nice outing for 130 points. Let's go ahead, open up this box score. Really, really just probably some quick highlights for you guys on this. See, see what really made it hop here. Austin Eckler, A.J. Brown, that's kind of the story there for you, Jake. You have to have, like, have Eckler back. You have to kind of wonder what could have been if you had Eckler the whole year, if you had Thomas the whole year. It is what it is. Focus on it next year. Flipping over, looking at Wham Bam Fuck You Cam. Gets a big game out of Miles Sanders, 29.6. Decent game, good game out of Chris Carson, 18.8. After that, the bottom really falls out of this thing. Probably the most suspect decision you made was rolling those Minnesota Vikings defense and special teams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the GOAT. They were good for zero points. Should have thought about this. Jake, he fights his way, claws his way up onto that second spot in the ladder. Wham, bam, fucking cam. He's still sitting down there at the bottom of the ladder. Both teams, though, could still be done in the paper bag. Neither of them are out of it yet. One win out of either of these teams in the next two weeks, and they're out of it. They're safe. They're clean. Let's move on to the next matchup here where we had Jerry's kids versus Quinn Pelz's hungry, horny, and hey, hey, Henry. Jerry's kids, they come out on top yet again. 114 points to Hungry, Horny, and <laughs> Henry's 83. What's that mean? We were in the middle rung of the toilet bowl ladder here. Jerry's kids, he goes up to the top. Jerry's kids, he does not have to worry. He won't be wearing the paper bag. Quinn, 
not so fortunate. He's going to have to worry about it. What's crazy to me is the namesake of Hungry Horny and Hee Hee Henry. They were good for 36 points. I bet you if you tell Chad, if we tell you going into this that Hungry, I mean that Derrick Henry is going to throw up 36 points, you're probably feeling pretty good about your chances. Unfortunately, from there on out, everyone, pretty much everyone, just just took a shit on your squad. Highlighted by Devontae Parker's zero points, Devin Singletary's 4.4, Evan Ingram's 3.8. Just, I mean, we could keep going. Not good. Unfortunate. You don't like to see that. Now you're down that bottom rung, worrying about that paper bag. Over flip side for Chadillac, 114 points. Not a huge week. Kind of interesting. Two guys that we had talked about, Chadillac, while you were here. Two guys we spoke to. Aaron Rodgers can do Aaron Rodgers things. He was good for 40 points. Brandon Ayuk, that promising rookie there, first-round pick out of San Francisco, good for another 21.9. Jerry's kids, he's fully, fully, fully in mode to go after that first overall pick. I should have mentioned, wham, bam, fuck you, Cam. Their hopes of the first round overall pick are now gone, being in the bottom rung during the second round. Same with Hungry Horny and he, he, Henry. So at this point, they're fully only playing not to dawn the dreaded paper bag. And then the matchup that, like I said last week, it ultimately didn't matter. This is essentially more or less just a buy for these guys. Ended up being a good one here between the Nate underdogs and hitters like me. 124 to 118 Nate underdogs taking it, staying at the top rung there in the losers bracket. Um, when I said it was essentially a worthless game, essentially a buy, that was all true for the most part. I did think about it a little bit. Um, the Nate underdogs again now they could not don the dreaded paper bag. Centers like me, if things were to continue to go south, there is a chance there. Win the next two weeks, they're the, they get the first overall pick. Nate underdogs wins the next two weeks, they get the first overall pick. Will be interesting to see this week who ends up and gets into that toilet bowl spot for the first overall pick a week from now. And now we're out of low, lose bracket. We're elevating up to the cream of the crop here. Let's go ahead and start with the sixth seed versus the three seed here. Dirty Van Super Punters, Nick Lauterball versus Tom Katz, Tommy B, my smoking mate, my smoking partner. Dirty Van Super Punters, best to them here, 146 to 122. So big, big upset here from a seeding perspective, having the six and seven, six seed go out there and take out the eight and five, three seed Tom Katz. Let's go ahead, take a look what happened. Um, and really across the board for Dirty Van Super Punters, just solid, solid, solid. So not really one individual person. And I guess you'd say Tyreek Hill and Calvin Ridley with 26 points. I mean, that's great. Really for those guys, that's, that's just kind of an expected good solid outing, especially for Tyreek this year. Really across the board after that, everyone just did solid. Everyone gave you a good performance. Robert, Robbie Anderson, Robert Tunyon, Naeem Hines, Ronald Jones, everyone just participated helping you capture this dub on the flip side. Tommy wasn't as lucky. So Derek Carr had a nice outing there. 31 points for him. Devonte Adams did Devonte Adams things. Got you 24 points. Um, solid kind of across there. Tyler Lockett hasn't. I mean, I just like to open up Tyler Lockett. I mean, that's just got to make you sick. A tail two halves with this guy. I tell you what. Position rank 10 on the year, averaging 
Can't imagine it feels much like it when he's at scored you 10, 12, 5, 11, 8, 7. Some been some tough times in there, tough rides. Didn't get you the blow up that you needed to get past the dirty van super punters. Um, James Conner, he really sunk the ship there for you too. Only good for 1.8 points. You can't like that out of your halfback position. What do you do? I mean, that's tough. So here it is. This is what we got. We got dirty van super punters advancing, moving on into the semifinals. Tomcats, unfortunately, they fall down into the consolidate into a consolidation bracket. Not consolidation, consolation bracket in, in in championship bracket. They're still out there. They're going to be grinding for that sixty dollars versus the fifty. Um, better luck next season, Tommy. He's already got a title to his name. Doesn't get a chance at a second one. Really put the pressure on the league. Let's get on to the next matchup here. And man, oh man, this was an unfortunate outing. For Sam Harvey's girl has gone wild, going up against the OBJYN. OBJYN throwing up the most points in the week. And unfortunately, on the flip side of that, girl has gone wild, throwing up the least amount of points this week. So the only bright side, the only positive on what happened here, Harv, was you threw up a funny score with 69. Got to like that. OBJYN was good for 157 points. Let's open this, scroll down. What happened? What went right? What went wrong? I mean, a lot went right here for the OBJYN. One thing being Mike Davis really, really getting back to doing what he was doing earlier in the year when he first was coming in for relief for Christian McCaffrey. He was good for 26.3 points. Allen Robinson, he continues to be a stud. I got to open up Allen Robinson here. What are his stats on the year? Position ranked number seven, 17.3 points. He got to be liking that. Whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky, he's been consistent and nothing but a steady stone for your squad there in the wide receiver position. Darren Waller was solid yet again. Chiefs defense coming up for 14 points. You got to like that. I mean, Look at that line item alone. The defense is a 14-point swing over the Ravens defense, who I'm sure he had more confidence than throwing, giving you a zero points there, Harv. Um, swinging over to Harv's squad. Just, I mean, just unfortunate, right? When you get 69 points and almost a third of that comes from your quarterback spot with Ryan Tannehill, Matt Calf had himself a decent outing with 18. I mean, after that, it was just – Tough, tough sled. Nothing good was happening. Todd Gurley, not there. Peyton Barber, uh, uh, DJ Shark, yeah, not good. He took a shark. Jordan Reed, not pretty. Christian Kirk, just nothing was going. You guys get the theme. So, unfortunately, that pushes. Gurley's gone wild in the same spot Tommy B's in. Another upset here from a seeding. So, we had a 7-6, and six, knocking out the 8-5. and five. Um 157 points, 69, strong, strong statement game. First round there in the wild card weekend from the OBJYN. They advance on to the semifinals going after the defending champ, I should mention, going and trying to capture a back-to-back title here in the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League. Um, with that, the other two squads were on by. The boys have fallen, Russ Cook. I mean, the one and two, they got to just kick their feet up. They got to watch you guys. Go at it this week. Just got to sit there and peacefully watch Tampa Bay Buccaneers just railroad the Minnesota Vikings. I enjoyed that. With that, let's go ahead. Let's get a look ahead in the week two, in the second round of the playoffs, and break this all down for all 
of you listeners. You know, I tell you what, as I sift through the Race to Three podcast analytics here, I'm a little surprised. I thought we would just see an absolute surge in the Fort Dodge Fort Dodge region um, with new listeners from there. Chadillac, what happened? Did we not get the Sunday news front page spot in the messenger? What's going on with that? Let's look into that. Maybe you're printing it and getting it in there this Sunday. I'll look for that spike in listeners this upcoming week. Let's get into it. I mean, this is what we all live for. This is the semifinals. A lot, a lot riding this week. Let me make sure I'm actually in the right week here. Um, you know, it's a holiday season. Fantasy football championships are going on. Big 12 championship game this weekend. Championships across the board. Big 12, obviously, the clones excited for that. We got college football on Saturday. We get NFL on Thursday, a couple games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Just a great time to be alive. Um, And I'm just jazzed up, pumped up about it. So let's go ahead. Let's get into it. We will start in the loser's bracket. The team, the matchup here, we got a highlight. These are the squads. So a win this week, you can breathe a sigh of relief. A loss this week, mayday mode, mayday mode. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about the people at the bottom rung here in the loser's bracket. Wham, bam, fuck you, Cam, versus Hungry, Horny, and he, he, Henry. So let's open this up. Um, thanks to my unfortunate event of having things muted. Thursday Night Football is already underway. Five minutes in on Thursday Night Football, the Chargers versus the Raiders. And it's 0-0. We're about at the 50-yard mark. A lot of, and we'll we'll get into it. There's a lot of questions around Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, where are they going to go? Aren't they going to go tonight? Uh, Last I'd seen, they were going to be on a snap count. Let's take a look here. They're lining up. I'll try to give you guys instant reaction on if they're on the field or not. That looks like Keenan split out wide to me. I don't know if I got freaking three tight ends on the field right now, one halfback, so only one wide receiver out there. That's interesting. He looks like he's running just fine. Justin Herbert, he throws it. Oh, no, that wasn't Keenan Allen. That might have been. Who, who knows? I'm going on a sidetrack here. Um, 83, not 13, unfortunate. Okay, so let's get into it here. Wham, bam, fuck you, Cam. Hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry. This thing is projected to be tight, 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 tight. So neither of these teams want to worry about paper bag at all. Like to just have a nice little holiday season, nice Christmas Eve, nice Christmas day, rolling into the new year, not having to worry about wearing a paper bag in the upcoming game. Um, and, and this is what we got going here. So we have a one and a half point favorite. That going in the direction of Wham Bam, Buck you Cam, who actively has Josh Jacobs underway. Um, right now, he hasn't done a whole lot. Pretty sure the Raiders have only had the ball one time, so nothing to worry about yet. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he kind of took a shot at the fantasy community last week. Um, a lot of questions around, was he going to play, wasn't he going to play? He goes ahead and tweets out there that he was not going to play. I, I had some shares in a few other leagues, caused a lot of confusion. And today he played. He didn't really play great. Uh, it is what it is. He's got him locked in on the flex. Let's see what he can do for you tonight. Um, I think he'll bounce back tonight. I think he'll get it going. 
Um, going through here, Terry McLaurin against the Seahawks. Bruce will say, um, if it's Dwayne Haskins behind center, not loving it. If it's Alex Smith behind center, I think that's going to be an all right day for Terry McLaurin going through Miles Sanders versus Arizona. I'm liking that matchup. I'll take that matchup. Um, Jared Goff against the Jets. Really liking that matchup. That's looking good. Let's flip over to Hungry Horny and hey, hey, Henry. Let's see. He's rolling himself a little. Antonio Brown against Falcons. Not hating that. Not hating that. Obviously, he has the option of Brandon Cooks or Devontae Parker on the bench. Devontae Parker with two us. Not the same guy. There's Keenan Allen with a catch right there. Justin Herbert is 5 for 5 for don't know how many yards. But Keenan Allen, he's out on the field. He's catching. That will make the OBJYN happy. Um, Brand Cooks, I mean, he, he, he's been he's been banged up. Looks like he's right now slotted, ready to go. So it'll be interesting to see if this lineup you roll in. I don't think Antonio Brown against the Falcons is a bad play. Uh, I'm expecting a big offensive week out of my bucks. Uh, go through here, Derrick Henry versus Detroit. You got to like that matchup. T.Y. Hilton versus the team that he always destroys, the Houston Texans. I mean, this guy, every time he plays him, it's like a new career day. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be on the flip end of that, who you have at the helm there, quarterback. When I look at this, uh, who am I going to pick in this? You know, I, I, I keep picking Wayne Bam this week. I'm going to go against him. I think Hungry, Hordy, and he, he, Henry goes ahead, gets the W, gets back that second rung. They can, they can sleep easy over the holidays. And wham, bam, Al, you get a little nervous, makes me a little nervous. You represent pigskin power. Would really like to not have you have a bag on your head. If you can step it up, make sure that doesn't happen. I would be forever grateful. Let's move over to the middle rung here. So these are two teams where the next two weeks can go one of two ways for them. It can either be a show me. It can either be a first overall pick playing the toilet bowl, or next thing you know, you're sitting there, you're grinding out for the pick bag. So this is a pivotal week. So let's go ahead, get into it. We have another, another tight score. This is nuts. So we have a projected score here of 135 to 136. Um, centers like me, the slight, slight favorite here. As I'm watching this, as I'm looking at this, Justin Herbert just completed what looks to be a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry. So let's go ahead and refresh this. Let's see if we already got the score. Refreshing was a bad, bad call. Podcasting's tough. Take a drink. Yeah, they sure did. Justin Herbert's good now for 9.75 points already on the night. That's got to make you happy. Ooh. But on the flip side, he threw it to Jake's high 10, Hunter Henry. So that's just a complete wash. Both guys are happy right now, and then both say, ah, oh, shucks. So go ahead, look at this. I mean, this is a big night of football for this game. So on show me where you shit from side. They got Austin Eckler going already good for 2.6 points. Projected to throw up 21 points. Hunter Henry going already throwing up 10.4. Only projected for 11.3. So you got to like the way he's trending already. Um, let's see other matchups here. Michael Thomas against KC in a game where you got to assume the Chiefs are going to put up some points. You're going to have to assume the Saints are going to have to throw the ball. They're not going to be able to get away with times they have one with the Taysom Hill running style of offense. They're going to have to air it out. You would think Michael Thomas would be a benefactor of that. A.J. Brown 
been nothing short of great lately going against Detroit. That's a plus matchup. Tom Brady against the Falcons. I already said it in the last segment. That's a plus matchup. Um, interesting though, on the flip side, Dan, he's going to try to, he's going to try to, he's going to try to deflect that by rolling out both Mike Evans and Rob Gronk. I think there's going to be points all around. I'm going to be remiss if we did not talk about now you got two, three ascending rooks. I mean, yeah, you could have the rookie of the years here all on your squad. So you got Justin Herbert sitting at the helm here at quarterback. You got now Cam Akers, the first round pick, or excuse me, not first round pick, first, well, first round pick in the Powerhouse Fans Football League that you traded up for to get Cam Akers uh, out, out of Florida State, running for the Rams now. Huge, huge week last week. He has taken over the backfield. Let's go ahead, open it up, take a look at the guy. Yeah, I mean, the last three weeks, 14, 16, really two weeks ago, he established himself as the guy with 21 carries. Last week, the party really started going with 29 carries, 29 carries for 171 yards. Uh, crazy to think he didn't get pay dirt on any of those, but was good for 21 points there. I mean, you got to like that. You got to love that. Out of your rook. Got him plugged in against the Chets. That's a plus matchup. Um, Justin Jefferson, Bears. I mean, Justin Jefferson's been nothing short of amazing. Let's see what Jefferson did the last time that you guys, they played the Bears. Let's take a look. I assume they played the Bears already once. Yeah, sure did. Eight catches for 135 yards. Good for your fantasy squad. Not good for the Bears. Uh, man, there's a lot, a lot of good matchups all across the board here. I'm liking the plus matchups with Cam Akers. I'm liking the plus matchup for Stefan Diggs. I'm liking the fact that you have Mike and Rob there to deflect what Tom Brady's going to have going on on the other side. Show me where he shipped from. I'm going to go ahead. And like I said, I think it's going to be tight, tight, tight. I'll go ahead and also give the slight nod to centers like me, pushing him back up to the top rung, fighting for their old first overall pick. We'll see what happens. Excited to see this one. And now the top ladder, the people, they don't have to worry. They can rest these. They don't have to worry about paper bag, but they better believe their eye is on that first overall pick prize. So interesting twist. Though, yet again, the Nate underdogs actually don't own their own first overall pick. So, if I'm not mistaken, that's Quinn Pels' pick. So, Quinn, although he's worried about that paper bag, he's also sitting here. He's cheering on Nate, Dad. He says, come on, go get me that first overall pick. Maybe the guy that wins the toilet bowl will also be donning the paper bag. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see um, pass to, to, to Josh Jacobs, about 10-yard strike. Then he runs for another 15, 20 yards. Got to like that, Vitz. Um, we'll get into this here. Another, another tight matchup. This is nuts. This is monumental playoff. Everyone knows what's on the line. Everyone's going toe to toe. All the creams rise in the crop and everyone's playing who they're supposed to be playing. I love it. Uh, we'll start with Jerry's kids here. Aaron Rodgers, no brainer. You got to roll with them. I shouldn't really say no brainer because again, you are stacked at quarterback and you got Lamar Jackson against Jacksonville, but I'm going to go ahead and say, you got to go with Aaron Rodgers. No brainer there. Um, from there, you know what? I'll give your boy Cole Beasley. Let's give him a shout out. You went ahead. You let your feelings be were known on how you feel about Cole Beasley. You love him. He he's not that bad. You're right. He's not that bad. Let's go ahead. Open him up. What did he do for you last week? Not a whole lot. He only got you nine points. Not one of his better days. But you're right. He's not that bad. Still position ranked number twenty. Not so bad. Uh, Brandon Uke against Dallas Cowboys. Again, not good for your actual team. Good for your fantasy team here. Got to like that. 
Leonard Fournette potentially getting the start there in Atlanta if Rojo can't go. Um, at that point, you got to sit Jamal Williams and roll the dice on that. Want to feel good about it, but you got to try it. Nate Underdogs, on the other hand, we're going to go ahead and talk about – I mean, I banged the drum on this. I don't know how early this season on. I liked these two young halfbacks. Was waiting for the Jonathan Taylor. I think I got on here and it got to the point where I can't even, you know, can't even uh, give myself a tip of the hat because I was just every week, oh, Jonathan Taylor's going to blow up this week. Jonathan Taylor's going to blow up this week. Never freaking did. Kind of got off that beat of the drum. Didn't think it was maybe going to happen this year. Oh, it's happened. It's happening in a big way. Also, David Montgomery has been, has had a resurgence here in the back half of this year. Um, we look at JT Jonathan Taylor this week, 30 points week before that 22 going up against Houston. Got to like the matchup Montgomery against Minnesota. He's been good for 24, 27, 25, the last three weeks, nothing short of consistent there. Cooper cup against the jets. You got to like, um, big Ben Deontay Johnson stack against the Bengals. Not bad for a little Monday night football. Uh, just going through all of this. God, who am I going to pick? Jerry's kids or the Nate underdogs? This is tough. Um, you guys all know I'm a team. I, I love me the halfbacks. I will go ahead and I will give the nod to the Nate underdogs. I think they go ahead and win and get themselves into the toilet bowl due to the two-headed monster there at halfback. That's it for the loser's bracket. Let's jump up. Let's level up. Let's get into this consolation game here against the Tomcats and Gurley's Gone Wild. We only got 10 bucks on the line here. Someone's going to take home 60. Someone's going to take home 50. At the end of the day, might only be 10 bucks, but you want to be the guy taking home that extra 10 bucks plus the bragging rights. You want to end your season on a good note. You guys both got sour taste in your mouth after last week. No one wants to get in there and get beat first round. Uh, it is what it is. It happened. Time to rise up from the ashes and take a whoop ass out on your opponent. Uh, so Gurley's gone wild here. Only projected for 107. Tomcats, a heavy, heavy favorite here for 135. They got Derek Carr already going here tonight. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're now down at the red zone. They're now down inside the five-yard line trying to pound it in with Josh Jacobs. Wasn't quite able to get there. Um, let's start. Let's unpack Tomcats here first. So. We'll go James Conner. That's just been a rough, rough ride this year. So let's look. I mean, halfback 24 just hasn't felt like it. guess he had a good stretch there at the beginning of the season. As of late, it's been tough, tough sledding. Plus, we've had some missed weeks from injury. Uh, Bengals, not a bad matchup. Devontae Adams against Carolina. Always got to roll with Devontae Adams. Robert Woods against Jets. I like that. Tyler Lockett, man, he's just a great Great name that just the consistency hasn't been there. We'll see if he can bounce back against the Washington Redskins. On the flip side of that, let's take a look here, Harv. Let's see why we're only projected for 107. Oh, man. Um, yeah, halfbacks, I mean, they're not the strongest crew I've ever seen in the world. Todd Gurley not not loving that against the Bucks front seven this week. Peyton Barber against Seahawks. Ah. You know, could leave that behind too. Ryan Tannehill, I don't mind that matchup against the Detroit Lions. Derek Carr, he drops back. He's looking around. He's scrambling to the right. He's thinking about running. Oh, wow. He just pulled a growing Tommy. That's not good. He limps up. Not good. He's grabbing his crotch, limping. Oh, man. Just couldn't quite do it. 
Hopefully that doesn't take your quarterback out for the night. That could change things. Because of that, because of what I just saw, unfortunately I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call the upset. Girl with Gone Wild is going to get the upset. Take home the 60 bucks over the Tomcats. Interesting to see what happens. Derek Carr comes back. I'll go ahead and give you the win, Tommy. On now to the matchups where the stakes couldn't be higher. So I had already said earlier, the cream rises to the top. And nothing can be more true than what we have here in our semifinals matchup. If you look back, let me pull up the exact stat here. I have it somewhere. Bear with me. Bear with me. Please hold. Bad radio, as Quinn Pels would say. What do you do? Podcasting's tough. Ah, yes, here it is. So the four teams that make up the semifinals here. So I'm speaking of the OBJYN, the defaming champ, Russ Cook, formerly known as, and you guys should all know, the first era of the Powerhouse Fantasy Football League is dubbed the In Rodgers We Trust era. That was three championships for Mount Daddy at that point in time. The boys of fall are in here and Dirty Fan Super Punters. If you look at these four teams, and this kind of blew my mind, over the last eight years, so if you look past the last eight seasons, the these four owners, they have accounted for seven of the championships. So these four owners have been accountable for seven of the last eight championships in this league. Pretty crazy to think about. Obviously, with that, the stat will be eight of the last nine. So this is the kind of semifinals. Heavy, heavy weight bout. Seven of the last eight championships are accounted for in these semifinal matchups. Pretty wild. Pretty crazy. We'll get in here. We'll look at the first one, which is the OBJYN throwing down, going up against Luck Russ Cook. So a lot of suspense, probably a lot of drama, a lot of worrying about if Keen Allen was going to go or not. He went ahead and left him in the matchup. He's been out on the field. He's already good for uh, catching a few yards. So he's at least on the board for you. Almost got three points. Also has Darren Waller going right now. Right now he has a goose egg, but Darren Waller's in there. Uh, this thing's projected to be an OBJYN 142-point victory over Russ Cook of 127.6. Um, big, big matchup here. So let's just let's just get right into it. You got a Patrick Mahomes for Russell Wilson showdown. I mean, that alone, I mean, that, that's a heavyweight bout. So we got the quarterback one on the year, averaging 33.6 points, and Patrick Mahomes going up against number three quarterback on the year, averaging 32.2. So these guys can go toe-to-toe with each other. They can, they can do the old, the old Wild West draw on each other, take another one out, go down to the halfback slot, same freaking story. We got a huge Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has been huge this year, which is a huge Nick Chubb. When Chubb has been healthy, he's been there. And a good matchup against the Giants. Continue down another line item. You got Mike Davis, if C-Max out again, sounds like he is, going against a very, very suspect Packers run defense. On the flip side of that, the undrafted free agent, the guy that keeps doing it, the guy that keeps proving himself, James Robinson going against the Baltimore Ravens. Another just clash of good positions. Go down, go down a couple more. You got Keenan Allen. Guy's been nothing short of a stud. Unfortunately, he's a little banged up. Interesting to see how that affects, affects or not. 
Amari Cooper, I mean, with even without Dak Prescott, he's gone ahead and he's been consistent. He's been solid. He's been putting up production, good for wide receiver 12 on the year. Where it starts for me a little bit, starts to deviate, and where I think it's this is where I think the matchups are going to be one year. So it's going to be between Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Allen Robinson, he's been doing it all year. Juju's been hit or miss. Depending on what happens in this slot, I think this is going to have a lot to do with happens in the game as well with the next slot and the tight end slot. Ben starts to different, differentiate himself a little bit with Darren Waller in there, a perennial stud, tight end two on the year versus TJ Hawkinson, who in his own right is sitting in that position ranked number three. So this is what I'll say. This is where I'll pause. Allen Robinson, Darren Waller versus Juju Smith and TJ Hawkinson. To me, that's where this game is going to be won or lost. I personally, I'm going to take the Allen Robinson, Darren Waller side of that. I think the OBJYN takes the W and they move into the championship, into the PHFL championship, add a chance to win their second title in two years. Um, interesting to see what happens here. I mean, I will not be surprised. Either way, which team comes out on top and goes into the title game. Another thing I forgot to mention is, yeah, we're still in the theme of half these owners have won championship already. Half these owners have no championships in the second wave of games or in the second era of the Powerhouse Hands Football League. We'll be interested to see if someone adds a new trophy to their trophy case uh, for the first time in this era or if someone gets their second trophy and puts a little bit more pressure on the rest of the league. Move on to the next matchup here. We have the sixth seed, the Dirty Van Superbunners, coming in against the number one seeds. We have Boys of Fall projected at here, 153 points. The Dirty Van Superbunners also projected at a high 134 points. Um, another another just clash, clash of the Titans here. Um, unfortunately, obviously, for Nick, like we highlighted, he's got his best player. He's MIA this week, Chris McCaffrey. Ronald Jones now is on the COVID-19 list, plus has a broken pinky, likely isn't going to play. That makes some suspect things at your halfback slot. With that said, Josh Allen, he's been turning back up as of late. He was really your catalyst early in the year. Calvin Ridley, if Julio doesn't go, even if Julio does go, is a good, good player. Naeem Hines, you've been filling him in. He's a guy, again, safe floor because he catches the ball on the backfield. He's been doing all right. David Johnson, he's back off the injury list, the COVID list. You got him activated at the right time to be able to plug in and go. Plus, I'd be remiss. Tyreek Hills, but nothing short of a stud. You get that plugged in. On the flip side, we've got Kyler Murray against Philly. I'm loving that matchup. I think that's going to be good. Kyler, in my eyes, hasn't been as great of late, but, you know, he, he, he I think he's going to turn it back on here against Philly. Dalvin Cook against Chicago. Don't love the matchup, but Cook to me is a guy that's kind of matchup proof. I'll go ahead and roll and feel confident about that. Kamara against the Chiefs. I think we get Kamara of old this week against the Chiefs. They're going to have to put up points, like I said earlier. I think Alvin will be a benefactor of that. Um, flipping through the rest of this here, uh, what I'm going to highlight, going to roll the dice again. The guy that won the pigskin power, the free beer a couple weeks back, he got into the end zone. He had himself another nice night on Monday Night Football yet again. Um, was good for another 13.3 points. I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm not for sure yet, but I think I'm going to roll that rook in the flex. 
obviously I have the other rook there and Clyde Edwards on the bench, Cream Hunt on the bench. Might change my tune on that right now, but right now I'm liking that J.K. Dobbins matchup against Jacksonville. I just hope they turn the tide to his favor and really feed him on that. Um, this is what I'm going to say. I think this one's going to be closer than what the spread says. I do not think uh, there's going to be a 20-point winner here, but I am, and I mean, I got you. I'm not going to come on here and say my squad's not going to freaking win in the semifinals week. I'm going to put my hat, my chips, my dollars on the boys of fall, and they will be heading to the 2020 Powerhouse Fans Football League Championship. I hope that is the case. Good luck to you, Nick. Hope. I might be up at the end of the day. Um, with that, we made it through the gauntlet. That's the show. Obviously, Thursday night football is underway. I'll still bring you some in-game betting advice. So just to give it to the people, um, the pre-game, the pre-game line was Las Vegas as a three-point favorite with over under a 52. Uh, bear with me here as I go ahead and open this up. As I do that, I got wet the whistle. I'm a little hoarse. That's good. That's also going to cash that. And I can't, cannot let the loyal listeners go away. I failed yet to top the cast due to the mute issue. We're going to get it now. Oh, yeah. That is a beautiful cracking sound. Here we go. She's uploading. Or in. More bad radio. All right. So the line has now adjusted. So the Raiders were three-point favorites. They are now a a six-and-a-half-point dog. The over-under of the 52 has now been adjusted down to 48-and-a-half. This is what I'm going to say. Not knowing what's going on with Derek Carr, knowing we've had issues with the Raiders showing up sometimes and not showing up others, I'll go ahead, and usually I wouldn't do this, but just because Derek Carr thing, I'll go ahead and I'll take the six-and-a-half-point favorite in the Chargers, but give me the under of what – I mean, give me the over of now what looks like a 47-and-a-half. So there you go. Chargers, they're going to cover that six-and-a-half. Going to go over on the 47-and-a-half. Go ahead. Get your in-game play. Williams Hill, um, DraftKings, Bovada, whatever you do, get it in there. Get it put in. Make yourself some money. That's all I got for you guys this week. Good luck to everyone out there in a high-stakes game. Go Clones in the Big 12 championship game. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league.
Try to put my money away, but I got debts.